Star Wars sessions in the building Children, ladies This is the way to the recap, baby And you know, it's gonna get wild When Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Mandalorian Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the N1 Starfighter is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's looking fly pre-celebration. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloi. Uh, Matty boy, I'm not sure if like anything right now is real. Yeah, I'm not. It's like, is this a dream? Am I having like a pre-Star Wars Celebration London, like, weird? Yeah, fever (laughs) dream. Is this real? Did I just see? Is that really the episode? (laughs) Am I even here right now? (laughs) Uh, Like, am I being trolled right now? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know, won't we? We'll find yeah, out, mate. mate. You, good? Tutor, you good? You good? Uh, yes, mate. I'm all good. I'm, uh, like I say, pre-celebration hype. We're almost there. This is our last episode upon recording before the big event. So very excited. Nice to have an episode of The Mandalorian as a kind of uh, appetizer for the mm. big event. But no, I'm good, my friend. Before we jump in, I must ask if you're Will. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Like I said, I'm not sure what's reality and what's not, you know, so (laughs) I feel like I feel like if I'm being completely honest, I've only managed to watch this the once. I know at the beginning of the season, we were trying to do it, too, and I'm still trying to do two. But, you know, during the week, that's that's sometimes harder to do. Right. So it's 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 usually a lunch break thing in it for us, mate. So um, it's unfiltered, isn't it? It's it's one and done almost. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm. I'm looking to this session, right? I'm looking to this chat as therapy, as kind of like collecting my thoughts because yeah. a lot just happened, and I'm not how I'm not sure how I feel about all of it. But also, some of it, I'm way more. I'm way more pleased about than I should be. I think. <laughs> Just right. Well, I'm if it like, didn't make, if it didn't, then let's let's make it make, all make sense. Let's try and <laughs> let's wade through this. For those who are new to the recap, this is a genuine reaction, a one-time viewing reaction. However, if you haven't seen the episode, we do go full spoiler into it. So if you haven't seen it, don't come telling us. Oh, you ruined it for me. We're telling you right now. This is a spoiler-heavy episode. You've had mm. your warning. Let's do it. Series three. Episode six, chapter twenty-three, guns for chapter twenty-two. I think this is actually twenty-two. Twenty-two, yeah. Guns for hire, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, aired on the fifth of April, twenty twenty-three, with credits forty-six minutes of filth. Right, let's do it. (laughs) Every episode, we always just go up top of our thoughts. No messing around here. No illusions. Let's go straight into it. Luke, you said you're you're tripping out on something. You know what top level thoughts about this episode? I, I you just heard them. They are my top level thoughts. <laughs> I think he's like what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? 
you know what? <laughs> I think there are moments of this episode that are absolutely outstanding. As in, I I wrote in my notes like that's I'm sold. I'm sold on this episode. There are other times in this episode where I think we're uh, it's it's almost for lack of a better word, I almost feel like a little bit frustrated. I'm like, hang on a lot. I've been bearing with you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The creators of the show I've been bearing with you, you know, I've been enjoying the ride so far, but this is now the, you know, the third from last episode and it didn't feel like a third from last episode. Okay. Maybe that is because I'm comparing it to season two, or maybe it's because I'm not comparing it enough to season one where, you know, the third from last episode of season one wasn't, you know, grandiose, was it? It was, it was, uh, which pretty, one was that? I'm pretty sure it's the prison, prison episode, wasn't it? Yeah, no, prison you're right. One. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I, I mean, so. that one yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was. And I think, I think as well, there are some moments, you know, I've been seeing some talk online, not today, but just generally of, you know, Din Djarin almost being upstaged in his own show. And, I, 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 you know, this week I was like, yeah, no, I see it. I see it. I get it. I get yeah. it. But this, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because the, the show is getting so big. The show is gradually just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it is that inevitable larger scope. But there's a way to do it. Um, let me throw it over to you, mate, because there's a lot I loved about this. And there's a lot of weird stuff, and I like I said, it's going to be therapy. I can't wait to go through it. Yeah. It should be, it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot yes. of fun. What 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 are you saying about this, mate? Did you did you love it? <sighs> I mean, it's uh, I mean, I don't oh, know. I mean, it's worked better on video because I'm putting that face. It's fine. This what this episode had the first moment of any Mando episode where I genuinely hated. I like I get this off now. I hate it genuinely I, was like, I can't be i can't i almost turn it off genuinely uh, <laughs> but there was, was some, the there start? was some, was it yeah, the start I, I absolutely hated the start and i listen <laughs> call me call me grumpy pants all you want i love me a bit of camp and a little fun but i hated it i wouldn't have minded so much if they just spoke in their own kind of native tongue but mm. or, or give them, but they just sounded so normal and it and it, voice acting was you're talking about you're you're talking about the young couple the quarren and the mon, and the mon calamari Cala. prince the, the voice acting was abysmal it really yeah. was and i mean yeah, to be I fair axe wove simon cassie and Aidy didn't really cover himself in glory either in the opening scene um and i really was on the back foot from there i thought Oh, oh, oh dear! You know, I remember because obviously last the end of last week, Din was uh, sorry, Bo was being sent to unite the clan. So it's a it's a nice follow on that Bo mm-hmm. was going to look for her old buddies. But um, but yeah, go, call me Mister Grumpy, everybody out there. I love fun, but I hated that intro. Um, and for me, this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy. I think this was the sidiest side quest that ever side quested. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some payoff at the very very end, but we went from looking for Mandos to going on a, going on a droid hunt like CSI style. It was the weirdest thing. Um, it was, weird. and again, I'm not I'm not saying that I dislike that. It was just I think you summed it up perfectly, where you said, you know, like we, we, we've we've persevered with you guys. You know, we, we've gone along for the ride. Last week we thought we'd broken through with where we're going, and now I kind of feel like with two episodes left. They're going to have to pull a lot out of the bag. A lot of a lot of story. I mean, they set up IG Eleven. They set up the Mythosaur. They set up Gideon. 
I don't know, man. We we still got we still have no Gideon, and maybe that's my kind of season oneness seeping through. But mm. I I kind of I kind of feel wish it was just that little bit smaller where it was just Mando and his a few of his mandem with Gideon after them. There was a there was a few there was a, there were bits in this I did like. There were things in there which took me out right out of it. Um, didn't hate the episode, just hated that one, mainly that one moment. But overall, it's it was fine. I was excited for Bryce's episode. I thought this one was fine. I too, I'm looking for you now to uh, give me reasons to say no. Actually, this was a great episode. It was fun. I'm not going to say that it wasn't weird. It was very weird. Sorry, and there was fun elements. It wasn't a slog. It mm. was it, it it was season three in a nutshell. It was just what what <laughs> do you know what I mean what. What? Well, um, out of Bryce Dallas, well, Bryce Dallas Howard is um, a sensational uh, director in in Star Wars, you know. Um, Do you think for you right now, is this her weakest um, episode? Oh, yes. For me, for me, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how it stacks up to other people's thoughts and opinions on the other episodes, but I do think that just for quality levels, this is the weakest one for me. I thought the other stood out as sensational story uh, episodes as well. Whereas yeah. this one, it felt more like a fun quest, which, you know, people will say, well, hold on, mate. You, you say you liked those episodes in season one and two. I do. Just, I like better versions of them <laughs> when, they're, when they're done better. But I, th- I, don't, I have no issue with Bryce's direction here. I think she directs the episode well. I think it looks good. You know, I think it looks grand and the spectacle looks good. Um, some of the actors and how they were directed, not so sure on, but... Uh, for me, it's her weakest effort, but that is that's not a bad thing considering the other ones were so good. They are sorry, right. sorry the other ones were just oh, so good. Yeah. But um, I throw Thank it back you. at you, mate. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'd, I I will agree with you, but I think that's because of the cards that have been dealt really by the by the story. Um, but e- even then. Even then, look, we're getting them out of the way early, mate. We're getting them out of the way early. I think even then, some of the execution of certain decisions. There we go. Mm, mm. Have a cheeky drink. Um, yeah, I think some of some some of yeah some of the execution wasn't always like perfect. Um, no. Listen, I think there's going to be a lot of people that like adore this episode. I think you're right. I have a feeling. I have a feeling, mate, boy. I have a feeling we... Because I, I don't know. I haven't looked online. I haven't looked at people's opinions. Same. So um, I have a feeling that we actually might be in a minority. Maybe. I, I, I don't think, know. I think the minority will be loud. I think there will be some people who will just denounce this episode and hate it generally. Um, yeah. But I think we might be in the minority by maybe not being quite as hot on it. I know I sound, yeah. came out of the blocks and used the word hate. I hated that one scene. But I didn't dislike the episode. It was just very weak compared to a lot of others. Well, let's talk about the beginning because you've got the... I think that the visuals from the get-go are outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Like that Quarren freighter just going through space and then being followed by that Imperial cruiser that we later find out is is being, um, you know, run by Mandos. But Axe Wove's Mandos, Bo-Katan's X-Lot. That's Um, it. And I, I, I was, I was like, oh no, we're in for a good one. <laughs> and just knowing, just knowing that Bryce Dallas House Howard was directing it, you know, I think you kind of come to assume certain things about an episode when you see which director's doing it, and um, and maybe that's my fault. 
Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's maybe that's my fault. But um, no, it's just a bar they set. It's it's crazy. It felt like you know in the Last Jedi where there's so much of the Last Jedi that I I adore, and there's so much heaviness to it. There's so much meaning to it, and yet the film kind of starts out with a mum joke. It's like, and you're like, hang on, what? So even if you go into it with the best intentions and it works for some people, it doesn't really work for me. Like you're, you're going into the episode with that taste in your mouth, like what you said. So this couple, this Mon Cala uh, prince and this Quarren lady, whatever, whatever's going down, they're like, oh, we're in love. Mate, you know, what's going on with the language? Why are they talking like with non-regional British oh. accents? And why... Yeah, when when you look at the first episode of Mando, what's the first dialogue we get? It's in Hatties, isn't it? Or you know, whatever. Shooter, it's, Mando. It's, yeah, and and you're immediately transported back to Star Wars. You're immediately like, oh yeah, this is like. Whereas we got subtitles, didn't we? To start with, we actually had yeah. subtitles when when the Quarren was in the tank. So they did start off like that, and then when she came out, um, who oh, who who is this following us? What? Just continue with the subtitles. Oh, yeah, she does say, she does say, yeah, you're right, actually. She does say, oh, yeah, I speak basic, blah, blah, blah. And I suppose they wrote that in to be like, hang on, like, make sure everyone knows that. But I thought, nah, just keep it. Just I'm, Listen, I'm sure Star Wars, uh, they probably got in the books and comics. I'm sure that they do, actually, or just in natural, I'm sure in animation that if somebody talks, then the ship or a droid like R2 and R2 in it will translate it back to you in basic. Just have that or something. Just something where, or even play that, play it into that where the mandos are like, what? And then they have yeah. to get a translator. Just uh, maybe not quite as slapstick as that, but something. It's, I, I really liked when the quorum was in the tank and and when, when she came to settle and then the tank, the water went down with the tank. I thought mm. that looked incredible. I thought that's really ingenious. I really like that. And then it became her kind of, it became her commanding chair. I was like, that's a, that's a great set. That's a great prop. Um, and then it yeah it just went downhill from there for me, mate. I don't care. I don't mind a bit of um, alien love because fish man and fish lady. Who doesn't who doesn't stand them? We all do, right? Um, right. Frog lady, sorry, frog man and frog lady. But yeah, we knew you know, they spoke meant. in in frog, and it was fun. It was like, yeah. oh, I don't know what they're saying, but it's lovely. I get, I, I understand. I get their love and emotions through their actions and meanings. Here, it is just. I mean, the dialogue is, I think it's intentionally bad. I think it's meant to be intentionally maybe reminiscent of some old period dramas, but it's it's bad, man. It, and like the voice acting isn't very good. I, I don't think Simon Cassianadis is great in, in, in given the lines he is and the way he delivers them. I don't mm-hmm. think in this part of the show, at least. Uh, and it, it just felt really, a really limp way to start the the episode and um, again i'm all, all for fun i'm got to keep saying all for fun but it has to you know for me it, it just just didn't work uh, and i did think what am i watching this is you know this is <laughs> this is like this has jumped every shark possible but uh, the quarren was uh, called captain shuggoth by the way captain shuggoth um but oh. i mean we see Cosca Reeves, she's back and and the guys like the the, the moncala prince says oh i th- i thought all mandalorians were honorable and she's like, yeah, it just took a few credits. It's fine. I was like, okay, I get it now. Their, their, their mindset is now kind of the mercenary mindset. But mm. I, 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 I hope people found joy in this intro, but I didn't. What, that that first bit? That, that first bit. Yeah, ma- yeah, mainly that first bit. There were other bits in the episode which I thought, ah. But that first bit, I was like, yeah, this is the first time I've ever watched Mando and thought, 
oh, if I could turn Ooh. it off, I would. Really? Wow. Honestly, Matty Boy is a hater. Matty Boy is a hater. <laughs> Let me just go start a YouTube channel. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, no, it's... And I don't often like using that word or that kind of sentiment, but I was like, I can't. I just... This, this isn't working for me. <laughs> but the episode did go on. I mean, is it just me? Did When you watched it, were you able to just be like, no, it's stupid, I, but get up, but we'll move on? Was that I, or did you have a hatred? <laughs> I, I had... This is literally what I have written down on my notes. Is I said, it's like I'm on a trip. You know, not a tr- <laughs> not a, not like a bus school trip. Like, no, I'm just tripping out, and I'm like, and this is what I'm saying. I'm still not 100 percent sure if this is reality. If this is like a pre-celebration <laughs> dream, and I'm just <laughs> you know, I'm just getting overexcited. Maybe I was a new tomorrow. Maybe I'm already staying at the XL in my hotel, mate, and this is the day before celebration. No celebration. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm tripping out. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is the celebration. Yeah. Yeah, there is no celebration. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I yeah, the, I I thought from the get go this was going to be Clone Warsy. This God. was going to be Clone Warsy. That's the vibe I got. Um, but I'll say this as well. I think that there is a lot of influences going on in this episode. Um, and and let me just like say now, which I think uh, are the strongest ones. Um, the Star Wars prequels in general, but specifically Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones, I think in in part this feels very, very Attack of the Clones. Um, Blade Runner in places. I thought there was some Blade Runner here. Um, AI. You know AI? You remember AI? Steve, I do Spielberg, remember AI. Right? Yeah, it is. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, AI. Um, I really like that film. I know it's, it's right. not everyone's favourite, but I really like it. Right. It's decent. And 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 also a bit of Return of the Jedi. I thought a bit of Return of the Jedi thrown in there. And of course, Clone Wars. Later on in my notes, I went, hang on, this is a bit Star Trek as well. And I'm not even a Trekkie. I'm not even a Trekkie. My brother's more of the Trekkie. But, he loves it. Um, I tried watching. I, I've been talking to my brother about this like for months, like, on and off, having a bit of banter with him. And I've started watching the original series and The Next Generation. Yes. And, mate, when you start Star Trek The Next Generation, I read on and I looked it up on Reddit and they were like, oh, yeah, there's a proper viewing order to it. You need to watch like episode 20 first. Mm. Like, I was like, what? I I watched this first episode, mate, boy. I was like, what am I watching? This is like a trip. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) I was like, what on earth is this? But this episode is a bit of that. There's a bit of that. There is a charm to it, though. I will say that. And I think in this episode, there is a charm to it. I think it's going to work with some people. I think it's going to not work with other people. Um, even with the beginning, when we're with Bo-Katan and, and uh, Dinjarin, welcome to Plazir 15. The Outram's only remaining direct democracy. Yeah, and you've, so got, like, you've got like a music playing. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, very animation, very Star Wars animation. Um, Definitely. But I always think that when you when you tonally watch The Mandalorian season one and even season two, it really does flirt with the campness of Star Wars. It really does flirt with those themes, but it doesn't dictate a scene. It doesn't, you know, write the whole thing. I feel like in this episode. You know that 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 cheesiness 
and maybe it's because we're British. I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sometimes the cheesiness, like, was 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 a bit too wild. We need a bit more, like, tone it down a little bit, lads. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I miss about Andor. Come on, Fabs. <laughs> it's about. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, Mando could do with a writer's room, I think. And I mean that with the best intention, just to really flesh out the detail. Because the details in every episode, like the story beats are always fun. They're always good stories. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like they're so surface level. Um, it just feels like you move from scene to scene, from moment to moment, without ever really kind of diving into the characters, their motivations. What do they actually feel about what's going on here? It's just, we need to get from A to B to C to D. And it's just going to be quick dialogue, which is usually fairly rudimentary compared to other shows. And and that's it. It just kind of coasts along like that. And it's done that now for two and a half seasons. And I'm not sitting here saying I don't like this season because I do. But I do kind of now feel like I think we need more now than just references. We need more than just name drops. We need uh, and kind of like big exposition drops. uh, For me... yeah, I mean, I'll get more into that and later on in the episode, like where I'm thinking this season's going to go. But I don't, it, wow. and I don't think it's badly written. I just, th- I, I think it needs some touch-ups along the way, um, considering that we've got such a great premise here. Well, is this episode the most you've felt like that? Because you so, haven't yeah. really said that. You've not really said that about other. Yeah, no, I think it episodes. is. I mean, it's noticeable in other episodes. When I when I rewatch it later on in the evening, it, you do kind of think once you've got past the the fun of the first episode, you do notice things that stand out, like with well, the you know, like the dialogue's a bit flat there, or it's a bit it's a bit kind of simple along the way, mm. or even some of the delivery, even from like Pedro, seems a bit kind of matter of fact. Um, where they maybe could have done another take or two, but but that's mm. not again, it's not noticeable first time. Therefore, I haven't picked up on it. It's only on repeat viewing. Um, but it, but it, it, it did strike me here. It did strike me. like, And, it, and it, I think it is something we've mentioned throughout the season that it, it's kind of going from here to there and everywhere, which is quite fun, admittedly. Right. But last week we both kind of united on the fact that, right, I think we're now we're moving forward with the story. We've got our thread yeah. now. We're going to cling yeah. to it. And <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. I mean, the episode did in a sense that, that Bo went to look for the other Mandos, like obviously True. the ones we know of, but True. They had to go on a droid CSI hunt before, which, I mean, if I'm being if I'm being nitpicky, just don't, just just, just don't, just focus yeah. on like the Mandalorians and finding more of them, because I've no idea what I don't know where the next two episodes are going. Nice, handily though, the trailer. I know we've said that in every episode, but the trailers now, I think all the shots have been used, so we are all going blind now, which is great. Yeah. And look, I, I I would be happy for the final two to blow me off my chair. You know, great. I'm I'm here for whatever they give me. Brendan Wayne himself said it's epic. We've got some great things to look forward to, and I believe him. Um, it, this was just, you know, it, it's classic Star Wars, isn't it? And that goes back to animation. That you're you're ramping up to the big finale, and then you'll have an episode of like AP Five singing in space, surrounded by like space flowers or birds uh. in Rebels, and everyone's like, "What?" And then the next two are incredible. So. I'm thinking it's going to be a bit like that where, hey, look, we're having some fun here. We are moving the story forward. It's not for everyone. But I kind of, for me, for me, for me to avoid this season being a bit of a disappointment almost, I, for me, mm. I need those final two to really kind of hammer home what's going on. Are we following the New Republic? Are we actually uniting Mandalore? Where's Gideon? You know, what, uh, what the myth of Saw, how does that play in? Let's get the balance here now. What's the, what's the story? Are we setting up sequels or are we telling this story? Yeah, that's it, and and I'm I'm happy for either of them, but in a minute, I don't think they've quite struck that balance. 
Right, right. Yeah, uh, I I would agree. I, I think I'd have less qualms with this episode if it wasn't the third from last. And I've already kind of said that. That's a good point. I'd have less issues with it. And like what you said, last week was such a nice setup. It's like it's like in football, and you you know you've got a beautiful assist. Someone's literally lined you up. You got a clear mm-hmm. goal, and my man just like passes it on. Yeah, so do you know what I mean? Do. It's like, so yeah. it's not like we've not scored yet. We could still score, but you've you've just like passed it on unnecessarily. It's like oh no, I'm not going to do anything with this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let my other <laughs> man on my back. right to you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna let Erling come in and finish it, finish it off. <laughs> well, he can certainly finish. Yeah, um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, but right on to some more stuff. Yes, yes. That I really, really loved. I wrote here as well the Disney World monorail. It felt like there was when they're on the little train and the they're like on the monorail. Isn't that a real life thing? I'm sure um, that Hyperloop. Musk fella. Yeah, I'm sure he was developing something a lot or, or was at least backing some kind of real life hyperloop system um yeah. which and virgin were as well yeah yeah, that's yeah. It. Virgin so and hyperloop and kind of real world it's like those dogs in andor taking up real world ideas and advancements and put them into the walls where they belong yes mate well yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that there's a lot of conversations we had around that. But uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um I I really liked that. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Was cool. it. it and yeah. and um Jack Black. Lizzo. Jack yeah, Black like, and Lizzo. You what? <laughs> Shut up, I can't what? believe it. I was like, this is literally just Jack Black and Lizzo dressed up. <laughs> it's literally just them. I was like, what? <laughs> you got the what? Duchess and Captain Bombardier, they called him. Not Bombardier, Bombardier. I said, oh. oh, okay, here, here we go. We're getting the, the, the celebrity cameos of the week. Um, but they're they're fine, I guess. You didn't like it? You I don't know. Like I, think, I think they were fine. It was just so notable who it was. I like that Jack Black mm-hmm. played. He played, I think he fits quite well in this world. Lizzo was fine as well. There was no issues there. I think it's just because it was... It was literally just them. And I was like, I can't get my head around the fact that it's Lizzo and Jack Black playing with Grogu. I was like, this is, this yeah. is and that's like yeah. the trip you're talking about. I was like, yeah. what, on. what was in my uh, Nature Valley bar this morning? Because I don't know what's going on. I know. I know. Just when you thought this episode was like all weirded out, you're like, no, <laughs> no, um, we're going to, we're going to give you some more. Um, yeah. What a strange thing. Okay. You, I've mentioned this before because I think it's actually quite nice to see, you know, my immediate thoughts are really pleasant. You know, my immediate thoughts are like, oh, no, it's Jack Black. Oh, is that Lizzo? Oh, that's that's pretty cool. But, but then when you let it sink in and, you know, they are essentially minor characters. We'll probably never see them again. Of course. Star Wars, yeah. Famous last words. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I always think it's a shame when those roles aren't going out to, you know, more working class actors. Yeah, um, I think we've mentioned that before, really, haven't we? Yeah. Actors are really trying to um make it into any roles and so and I, yeah, I do I, I I think it's a shame. And I think Star Wars will always uh thrive when it does that. It doesn't mean there's not always room for for actors to kind of guest star or or, you know, whatever. Um but you know, like just give him like an alien role, or give him like a a stormtrooper role, or something. You know, like, if if it's a speaking role, give it to someone who's waiting for a break. That's mm-hmm. what I think. That's what I think. I you know, and maybe I'm letting my like personal opinions like creep in a little bit too much. 
maybe. But that's that's just me being honest. That's me being very transparent. It's cool to see them. And actually, I thought they were okay. I thought they were okay. I don't think Lizzo can act that well. Um, Not compared to Jack Black, who is a very decent actor in his own right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and maybe again, because you're up against someone like Jack Black, it it, it was highlight like Jack Black has this ability to still kind of act a little bit I, I, I hate this expression, but like a bit goofy, a bit mm-hmm. silly, a bit daft, and yet still, you know, you still kind of buy into it. Lizzo, you can tell, well, she's not an actress, is she? She's not an actress. No, so. she's a, a rapper, entertainer, singer, yeah. Singer, yeah. So yeah, but I would, yeah, I would, I would prefer it be, and and like you said, maybe sometimes it takes you out the story. You're like, oh, that's Jack Black in Star Wars. Bit weird, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just a bit. And and that's what happened to me, mate. Is I have no, I don't have any real issue with like the guest star of the week necessarily. It would be nice if they did have some kind of accoutrement to change them up a bit, or even just for a laugh. Even uh, this may take people out of it more, but give Jack Black an alien voice. So, mm-hmm. you know, or give him a, or, or add an inflection to his voice. So it may look like him, but it doesn't sound like him. No, oh, it sounded like Jack Black. I, I, I hope we don't get another DJ, mate, from The Last Jedi. <laughs> and then the need a well, lift, just like random stuff. Ill-advised, yeah, idea that was. But, um, yeah, I, it, you know, they, they were fine. Like, like you say, we'll never see them again, probably. So it, it, was it fun? Yeah. But uh, I couldn't help but thinking, yeah, this is Jack Black and Lizzo. And then, of course, you get one later on as well, which also I was like, that's who I think that, that that's our man. But um, mm. what I did mm-hmm. like about this scene was they say like, like Jack Black, uh, sorry, Captain Bombardier who was a, was an ex Imperial. He's rebuilt this planet in his own uh, vision. Um, you've got stormtroopers standing behind them or stormtrooper armor anyway, but they've got these, they've got these Royal garbs on over the top of it. So they've kind of repurposed old Imperial uh, armor, which I thought was quite cool. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're like, listen, this is a pluralistic society, which is what the your coexistence of differing identities and opinions. But, you know, that we work together for the greater good, the greater good. Great. Um, but even then, he's like, listen, let me take you to see the view. We've got a problem with droids here. They're malfunctioning. They've been rehabilitated from the old wars, but something's going wrong with them. They're malfunctioning. Before we let you see those Mandalorians that are parked in Docking Bay 3. We're going to need you to find out what's going on here. It's like, okay, so this is what we're doing. Here. So we're going, we're going on a on a droid hunt. Um, but then they 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 dangled a carrot, and he says, "Look, if you do this, we'll recognise or we'll make sure Mandalore's recognised as a sovereign state. We'll get the New Republic on board. You know, we're just here to spread the love, essentially." Mm. And you know, Mando's mm-hmm. like, "Look, you you have me a battle droid, son. Come on." But um, like we knew line. we were getting battle droids, mate. We knew we we're getting them. We did get them, but. They set up quite quickly what was going on. Once we got past the the kind of Quarren Mon Cala love story and the surprise of seeing Jack Black and Lizzo, they then said, right, here's a story. You can see the Mandos, but we need you to do a job for us first, which is, of course, classic Mandalorian storytelling from. Mm. And that I don't necessarily, I know I called it the biggest side quest of all, but again, it's this conjunction with where it is in the season. Um, that is pure Mandalorian though. It's, you know, b- before we give you the information, you've got to do something for me. In this instance, it was a droid hunt and they have to go and see Christopher Lee <laughs> to go and yeah. get the information they need as, as another cameo. But, but we knew he was in it. We, we always knew he was in it. Yeah. And I actually think his, um, his role doesn't, isn't as distracting. No, I, mean, no, I think I th- commander Helgare. It works really well, actually, I'd say. 
I don't know what you think, but because I, I know that maybe you have a dis- different relationship with, like we've all got different relationships with different actors, haven't we? And really they're characters. And so I didn't really see him as, you know, the dot from Back to the Future. Really yeah. So Christopher Lloyd, by the way, I called him Christopher Lee by mistake. We do get that mentioned as well, but Christopher well, Lloyd, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. I've got some stuff written down about that. We'll get to that. Yeah, um, boy. But the whole thing, even like the colour, the lighting, it was very bright. And I've noticed that about this season. Yeah. I've mentioned that before, haven't I? You have, yeah, I yeah. I have. The lighting is bright. Why is it so bright? <laughs> is I, it? I don't know. They've just taken this decision to be like, right, let's just ramp the bright brightness and ramp up the like the um, clarity of vision, that the colour here, mm, mm. to 100. You know, let's make sure everything pops and... I re- you know, I'm really interested to go back and do and watch maybe like the prison episode of season one, which is kind of seen as the anomaly because it's not on a sandy planet necessarily, but it's you know it's on a ship. It's got these colourful characters. I'd like to see how that kind of plays up now to what we saw today, where it's obviously mm. full of aliens, full of droids, full of colour. How does you know the the most colourful episodes of season one stack up to where we are now? It'd be fun just to see for the you know the evolution of the technology and how the story's gone. But yeah, the, the colours really are, you know, they're blasting off the screen. You have, and you, I think you mentioned it in the uh, the episode with Pershing and Kane, you know, you know the colours here are just like bonkers, aren't they? And yeah. it's noticeable. I don't dislike I think, it. It's just noticeable. I think the colour, I, I think the colour grading needs ch- uh, editing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like you need to change, uh, I don't know, but then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's just, it, again, it felt Star Trek here. I was like, the colour palette yeah. here. Just very needs, sci-fi. It needs, just because, you know, I take photos as part of my living and I edit yep. photos. So, I, I, you know, I I do look at colours, even when I'm not thinking about it. I'm taking it in and I'm like, all right, okay. So, what's going, you know, what's going on there? And, um, yeah, tonally this episode again stood out, but I think it's consciously meant to, it's meant to show you this is a wealthy planet. It's meant to show you this is, you know, what's going on. It's clean. Um, And hey, listen, I I was wary of this as well. Maybe this is how a lot of original trilogy fans felt watching the prequels. They were like, it doesn't feel and look like Star Wars. And yet we grew up with it. And to us, it's a vernacular that that feels very homely, um, and that kind of leads into the next bit where you know we're talking about a droid rebellion, and and we see some mad super battle droids, which is great to see. It feels nostalgic seeing them, um, but the whole Ugnaught scene, mate, the whole Ugnaught scene, you know, Bo Katan and Din's down there, and Bo's just talking at them and yep. saying this stuff almost accusatory, right, and then. Yep. And then Din is like, no, that's not how you speak to them. And he's he does his thing and then ends with the I have spoken and you get oh. the musical cue. I when I say I adored that, I had like I had goosebumps at that moment. And it's weird that that's the moment that really sold it for me. And I actually I wrote underneath, you know, this episode has won me over. You know, whether I feel a about that whether i feel that right now i'm not sure but at the time that 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 moment i was like oh no that was beautiful because that is character progression we saw 
didn't learn that and he is now applying that on screen that's special mate that is special it's very special and it's just that one moment and yet i feel like we don't have enough of those always you know we don't always have enough of din learning continuing his journey it's almost like in some ways he's maxed out and you know there's no more room for 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 development so we're focusing on Bogdan. we're focusing on yeah maybe i don't know that's i you know again I, this is very this is very much look, listeners this is very much a reactionary episode we are reacting mm-hmm. to this i'm not looking at um other people's opinions they might have some great points do you know what i mean maybe i'm being yeah. unreasonable i don't Most know people but, do yeah yeah, um, yeah, mate. No, I, I like that, mate, because it's it, that's the kind of payoff and the kind of throwback I love when it's within the the parameters of your own story. Yeah. You know, Quill, you know, Quill, you know, rest in peace. You know, sacrificed himself for the greater good in the penultimate episode of season one, and since then, you know, no real mention of him really or any kind of like throwbacks too much. So here to get that kind of like really impactful payoff, where like you said, Din's grown and now he knows how to. The, how 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 to mm. uh, deal with the Argonauts? He mentions Quill, and of course they all look around like, "Cool, Quill, our boy." Um, unless they were just like, "Okay, I'm, I don't know who that is, but I'm listening." But the way mm-hmm. he says, "I've spoke, I have spoken," and that's it. Like it's like a it's like a mic drop, isn't it? And it worked so so well. I really did like that part, mate. Um, <laughs> the the Argonaut, the main Argonaut. I mean, I think they look good. I, again, the mouth doesn't always match the words, but I think they actually look really impressive for prosthetics mm. and. Augmented mm. with that kind of electric, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, radio controlled. I can't think what it's called now. Um, puppeteering type thing. Yeah, um, yeah. That I think that I think the Argos look great. I couldn't look, couldn't get past the fact that the one who was talking, his hair looks like my brother's. I was like, oh my god, this Argonaut looks like my brother. He's got the same like hair. I was like, oh man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I, I like that. Oh, and also, Sean. and also Din Djarin, he he let Bogotan out of the elevator first. He's a lad. Very nice of oh. you to do that, Mando. But yeah, I liked the Argonaut scene, and of course they're working on the B2s and the B1s. That was fun to see. Um, and Bo's like, look, I haven't seen a battle joy since the Clone War. Well, we've seen that because we saw the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then we get to like this really, <laughs> such a weird moment in the episode. You've got, when you've got the B2s, just like they're walking out, carrying their equipment, the battle droids, yeah. B2 battle yeah. droids. And, yeah. and Din just goes up to him, starts roughing them up. He just starts like no. kicking them and slapping them. Because <laughs> of course we know he's got previous because it was a B two droid who <laughs> killed his parents. Yeah, but he's just like he so he starts <laughs> slapping, and then one eventually just claps him back, um, and he finds the malfunctioning one. But on that though, mate, we get to see a B one battle droid in the most live action that we've ever seen. Most live action version of a B one battle droid. You know, we obviously we saw them in the prequels throughout, but here. They just looked at a bit different, they mate. How did you fi- find seeing that B one? I loved seeing yeah, I the droids. It. I loved seeing the droids. Just give me, give me the droids. Give me the droids. Give me the, the droid prequel. Story. Give me, give me the prequel. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm all here for it. And uh, you know, I think actually that bit of the show, like Din's roughing them up, he is suspicious of the whole thing, and yeah. he does have, you know, a blind spot towards droids, doesn't he? So still, um, still, yeah, it's, 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 it's been bridged. It's, you know, he, he's grown, but it, you know, it's still not a hundred percent, and that's why 
yeah. the start of this season, he's like, no, I need IG-11. That's the droid I trust. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these other droids... Killed his parents to be twos of the ones who gunned down his parents. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I get it. And he's pushing this thing over. And, yeah, then there's like the, 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 there's the chase, mate. There's the chase. Yep. And, again, that's like Blade Runner, Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, AI, yep. all mixed in together. Um, and I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it, mate. I enjoyed the run through any, any sort of urban environment in Star Wars. You know, I'm here for it. I, think, love it. I think it looked, it looked, it looked pr- pretty good. It looked pretty good, mostly. Um, and I think a lot of that's probably Bryce Dallas Howard being able to use the volume yeah. very well. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. And then the, the, the droid gets done over by Bo. And she's yeah. just there. I liked that shot where the droid just goes over and she's there with the two pistols and, and they like pick up the droids like wallet or something. <laughs> what is it? It's like, they're it's like, a, um, here's his, here's his patch. Apple wallet. <laughs> yeah. It's, they nick his phone. Yeah. <laughs> or get yeah. the eats off of it, charge it to his account. It's fine. Yeah. You know uh, it. You know, they, it. they yeah. ran through like a noodle bar on the way there. I was like, Oh, that's sweet. Like ramen um yeah Love i thought it. it looked good what i quite liked was um in the chase it was fast paced so they didn't linger too long on these shots um but they, it, it felt like a populated area we've we've had mm. our issues with the volume before where sometimes it doesn't really look like there's that many people there or you can tell they're on the volume because it there's like four or five people there here you know the the area looked like busy there was a lot of people there there was a lot of the upper class there the upper crusts hanging about there there was lots of droids milling about it was a busy urban environment and i felt that uh, which i was um very grateful for and like you said i think it's down to bryce having such a such a confident hand using the volume because yeah. it, this could have looked a bit ropey it could have looked a bit cheap but I think they got it right. Um, I liked how Din just jumps through a window to, in order <laughs> to know. in order to just uh, stop this droid. He just jumps through a window, and even then, it's it's Bo who who pops him in the back. And yes, it is a great shot, isn't he? She's like, you know, I'm I'm in charge now. I like that. Yeah. We, we're seeing more and more of Bo taking charge um, in in this season. But Matt, but Matt and Mando, yes, he's he, he, people can say he's been pushed aside a bit in his season. He has been, I think. But here, I don't think anyone can say that Din didn't have a leading hand in what happens in this episode. Yeah, I mean, by the way, by the time we get to the end, we might be shifting the perspective somewhat. But, you know, Din's front and centre through the whole of this thing. A ticket to the droid bar, droid bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, droid bar, mate. Unreal. Unreal again. <laughs> Scenes. Scenes. I the love resistor the bar. Uh, the res- the resistor, uh, well, which is kind of like a pub name, isn't it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. I was like, ah, okay, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Uh, they they know celebrations in London this week, yeah. so <laughs> they dropped this one on purpose. <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, I don't think they get many of our kind here. Oh, I was like, yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, we love it. We know it. it. Yeah. It's a it's a classic Star Wars line. Mando's been like really harsh with <laughs> Detroit's again. Good cop, bad like, cop. Yeah, yeah. And and Din's uh, Bo's like, uh, can I talk to you, please, mate? Uh, <laughs> like, Grabs him by the hand. Come with me. Come with me, darling. <laughs> um, and I I I I loved some of the other lines in it. Like they're not programmed to harm organics. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've heard that expression before in Star uh, Wars. Maybe oh. I'm wrong. Maybe in the comics or Clone Wars or something. Maybe in like one of the animated series, probably. But I don't. It doesn't, it doesn't sound mad out. familiar. Yeah, yeah it, no, doesn't it doesn't sound familiar. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um. And it was. It was kind of cool that there's this story that they are concerned with humans replacing them. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of them are pre-Clone Wars even, or Separatist. Yeah. And they're like, look, we're worried the New Republic are going to come and shut us down and we're going to be replaced by humans. And they're like, look, you guys don't live long compared to us. Let us yeah. let us fulfill our programming. Let us fulfill our role in life. I was like, that's interesting. That's quite, that's quite interesting. It's a nice commentary, isn't it? It's a nice subversion yeah. because obviously in the real world, even now we're kind of worrying are the robots going to take over and make the human, the organics obsolete? And in this world, they're like, look, we've been given a second chance here. Everyone in this bar has been given a second chance and we don't want to be replaced. Um, And then they get what I can only assume would be like a droid standing ovation. All the droids kind of start cheering and raising their Mm -hmm. drinks. I guess it's oil or whatever they're drinking. Uh, In in, in Pathé? In Pathé? It's um, Nepenthé. Nepenthay. So they're given that oh. to drink, and uh, I'd never heard of that before. Again, it, it, this might be a deep cut, but I haven't heard of that before in no, in law or legends. But um, yeah, I like that translates. I, that translates to MacGuffin, mate. <laughs> That's yeah, what that yeah, translates. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, it's complete MacGuffin. But I mean, I, I loved how Mando just got aggressive with the droid, and the, and even then, the droid's like, chill, you know. Mm. We want to help you. We 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 what we're, we're the one. We're not the bad guys here. We're trying to help you. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Star Wars giving droid rights once again. I enjoyed that. But yeah, like you say, they mentioned this this liquid, this nepenthe, which I had to write down and spell so I didn't say it wrong. Nepenthe, mm. and if we find out that that nepenthe has uh, some of the, there was a particular batch of it which has been infected, or which is uh, and that's what's been given to these malfunctioning droids. So the 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 MacGuffin there, the common link here is that. There is a dirty batch of Nepanthe, which certain droids are taking, and it's causing them to go nuts. Like we saw earlier on, you mentioned Christopher Lloyd's character. It started with them just throwing garbage on the floor and someone's clothes to driving speeders into a wall <laughs> to then like violently cutting up guests at a, <laughs> a, a little kitchen. Um, I know. It just it's gradually like, it got escalated, it just escalated. Quite, quite quickly. But um, yeah, so the, the, the Nepenthe, mate, we've gone from looking for a droid hunt. Um, okay, we've gone from looking for the Mandos, Axe Wolves gang, to looking for droids. And now we're in this kind of like thriller aspect, this... <laughs> kind of uh, criminal drama almost where we're having mm. to uncover this Nepenthe and what's it all about. When when they started talking about that, where, what were you feeling at the time in terms of the story and its direction? Yeah, I mean, I was there for the ride. It all happens rather quickly, doesn't it, <laughs> considering? It does. And I, at that point, you know, we're, we've already reached Max, Max Weird. So, <laughs> you know, hearing about Nepenthe and like some weird version of oil, whatever they're drinking in a droid bar, Mando's intent, you know, all of this seems pretty mild, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, you're right. And I think it's quite enjoyable. I think it's quite charming. If you're there just to experience it and you're there just for the ride, it's enjoyable. I think so. I think it's very Star Wars. It's very prequely, very Return very, of the Jedi. Very, and in places... Prequely are arguably very George Lucas. And this goes for the whole episode 
for the whole episode, mm-hmm. by the way. So these people that are like, oh, get George back, rah, 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 you know, I don't think they realize all the time what George Lucas's tastes are like, you know. This is the guy that, that you know, made THX 1138, do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And then that Clone yeah. Wars episode, which was just a sunny yeah. day in the void, which was just Troy walking around the desert. Remember, yeah. let's not, you mentioned Clo- Attack of the Clones earlier. Remember that most, a lot of that film was taken up with Obi-Wan on an investiga- investigation mission, investigation mission, going to Camino, looking out for this dart. There was the investigation, yeah. there was the questioning and whilst you know maybe it was done a little bit better here because i went that bit deeper mm. there is plenty of precedents already set in star wars and by uh papa george himself yeah that's so true i'm so glad you said that and even Thanks, su- maybe su- even subconsciously i'm like oh yeah that's very attack of the clones and that's why i've been saying it's very attack of the clones this this episode listen i do think if um if we were kids I think we'd be maybe a bit more forgiving of this 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 episode, possibly. But I'm making some assumptions here, so you know, I'm gonna just I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna stick with my I'm gonna stick with my thoughts. You're gonna um, go with that, are you, mate? I, I did, still hate the intro if I was a kid. I know I would. Me, I still wouldn't have yeah, dug that. I, I I think I'd agree. I think I'd agree. I think I would love. I think what the what the kiddies uh, the kiddos want is fantasy. You know, they want escapism. Yeah, and I think. This episode, do you know what? I think I might have figured it out for me. Go for on, me, go on. This episode feels very sci-fi. Doesn't yeah, feel yeah, very. Yeah. I, just, I mentioned that earlier on as well, just kind of in passing that it did feel more sci-fi than anything else. Yeah, it yeah. felt like the. Sorry, I was the, probably still getting over. Yeah, no, no, you're fine, mate. Over my kind of, trip. I just went off on a kind of like, oh, it feels quite sci-fi. I don't. I, I'd be surprised if anyone heard, but. Yeah, I mean, like, the place they're in, like Plaza 15, it looks like the that meme, like Society If. It, I think it must have been based off that meme. Uh, yeah. Anyone out there who's seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This futurism, like that, it's yeah, the futurism, futurism. and extremely. It's what, but I didn't, I didn't dislike the look in of the it. 50s. I it very cool. Yes, how it's they like, like the Jetsons. In, yeah, it's like post World War Two. What a lot of engineers thought. Um, the world would be uh, there's a guy i forget his name but he was oh this is gonna really bug me i'll google it in a bit but um there was this dude's like plan to basically knock down a load of paris and to build these just skyscrapers that all looked the same lots of social housing a lot of them would be bridged with, with sky bridges mm-hmm. and, um and there was plans there was pl- plans for that you know, in in um in in lots of cities, and in London, we get a version of that with places like the Barbican Centre, yes, where sir. they filmed Andor. Um, yes, sir. And a lot of it doesn't look great. It looks very brutalist, and it looks mm. okay. It looks it's I very I enjoy harsh. yeah yeah it? I I enjoy it when it's preserved. But generally, buildings need to be able to breathe and age, and you know that sort of design doesn't always lend itself to that. It's very and it's a very social idea or a socialist idea very, isn't it very socialist and, idea we know how and, much you love a building so this is good crack yeah mate and well this this sort of utopia society is kind of that but it's but it's working isn't it and that's exactly it and that is the that is the almost fantasy part of it isn't it and that's, that's right. why I say, and that's star trek isn't it star trek is yes. kind of a, a future where they've figured a lot of things out and they're at yes. a place where you know 
all these countries are together. Sorry, you were going to say something, mate. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, I was actually just moving myself in a chair. But yeah. um, oh. <laughs> they, 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 they even Helgare even says so, like about this utopia or this mm. do, this pleasure dome or whatever mm. Lizzo calls it. He says mm. like the citizens voted against an interruption in droid services because it allows them to live an easy life, uh, easy greasy money, baby. So we so the, the rich and the rich and lavish lives they're living is because. You no, know, they don't mind of the droids misfunction every now and then because they haven't got to do any work. They just get to mm. live the easiest life possible, and that's obviously also that's the driving force of the rest of the story. But um, a, like that whole kind of futurism thing where you know droids, oh, the AI aren't taking over. In fact, we're utilizing them to do our jobs for us, so we can live an idyllic or so-called idyllic life. I thought that was mm. an interesting ploy, but it also plays into what Star Wars have been doing a lot recently in Andor and in Mando, where. You know the rich are going to rich basically. You know they they don't care if it's a new republic, empire republic. They they're living in their ivory towers, and in this case, they don't even have to do anything because they've just got their droid services to do it for them. I was like, there's another bit of commentary they're throwing in, which um, which worked for me. Yes, yes. It's just um, again, I'll throw it back when I when I say that I do think there's some irony with you know Jack Black and Lizzo, two very wealthy <laughs> people, given roles that could have been. Yeah, you're you know, probably right, there's yeah. some irony there. <laughs> And maybe maybe I'm being a bitter old man, and it's not that deep. And to be honest, it probably isn't that deep. But it is like, mm, all right, <laughs> oh, I hear you. Yeah. I all right, okay, I yeah. You. I'm not going to because we, you know, we don't get too real worldly and and you know political. So we're not going to go down that route. But um, yeah, I I loved I loved when your guy, the security dude, Back to the Future Doctor Christopher Lloyd, isn't it? Not Lee. That's it. Yeah. Uh, is talking about the idea of the separatists, you know, oh. the idea of Count Dooku was a visionary. Yeah. And I, yeah, I resisted the Republic. I resist the, M- the Empire and I'm going to resist the new Republic as well. And it's like, yep. mate, yeah. I felt yep. like there could have been a bit more time sp- d- um, spent with that idea, with, with that yep. topic. But I loved it. I loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was tremendous. And to hear so many, to see so many prequel nods in this episode and then to finally hear that again, it's like, oh, mate, that is, that's special. I, and it felt right as well. I mean, I believe yeah. that um, Commissioner Helgare, or Chris Lloyd, I believe, not just because he's an older gentleman, but, you know, I believe he would have stood with Dooku in the mm. in the days when the Separatists were flourishing. I can imagine watching Clone Wars now and thinking, you know, I, I can believe that this guy's, you know, just in a seat just off screen, clapping and going, mm. oh, yeah, I agree, mate. I, but, you know, I, I believe that because of the way it's presented. I think Christopher Lloyd does a good job as that kind of, uh, in his kind of embittered role. I like Christopher Lloyd. Um, good job. And it was good job and it and it was a nice throw job it's actually nice just to hear the words count dooku in live action again mm, rather than yeah. animation that kind of it's one of those things where you kind of wonder oh we ever go well, will i ever hear from you again but um we did and i and also like the way it's like count dooku was, <laughs> he was slain by or he was cut down by the jedi enforcer and then he gets tased so we can't we don't get to hear him say you know anakin skywalker because he clearly knows who killed count dooku which I thought was interesting because um, mm. I had the subtitles on and it had a little dash to show he'd been cut off. So I liked that. I love that. And I liked the reveal. You know, I liked the reveal that, you know, these, there are little nano droids in the Nepenthe. In, within that is a chain code. And uh, we found out that, it's, that that's all been manufactured by the Techno Union way back in the day. Techno Union. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. 
Techno Union. Techno Union. Techno Union. <laughs> yeah, man. To the tech. <laughs> to the tech. The techno union. What tambour? What tambour? <laughs> oh my what? god! This, ep- what? What? this, this episode's gone as weird as the, ep- as the actual episode, but. Um, Techno Union, mates. We've got a Techno Union <laughs> reference. We've got a Dooku one. We got um, uh, we saw B ones, B twos. You know, that when you strike, so I dig it. But I, mate, I've been waiting to do that. I got, we got, I got to. The, I've, re- I've highlighted it in yellow, like Techno Union. Like, don't forget to hit him with a blast of old yeah. school techno. But yeah. um, again, on video, <laughs> it's better because so you just see his little face. <laughs> that <laughs> it was, was so good. <laughs> oh, that was so oh, good. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, I did like that. I love the whole convolution of all that within the Nepenthe are nano droids, and within that is a chain code. And we also saw them scanning their chain codes, Bo and Din, at the beginning. I liked Proper, that, yeah. a cool little bad batch throwback there. They're really laying into those chain codes. I know Boba Fett did as well. So mm. I liked that. Um, and that's still a thing, despite the fact that the Empire has long gone. It's, you know, they've, it's like your social security number. They got you on file now. So let's find out who you are. I like it. I dig it. I think it's actually quite a good idea. Um, but yeah, I love the kind of layers upon layers and the mystery thriller aspect where the, it, it, you know, it, it's ridiculous, but it, it works because it is that pulpy rubbish. Yeah. Like it's, you know, nano droids all this chain codes and then it leads them to uh healthcare and we had that flood the medical droid don't forget about that the medical droid just went mental didn't it and started shooting its lasers at bow mm-hmm. and the um well the droid morgue assistant before din slices it in half with the dark saber and at that Love point that. thinking oh din's you know he's, he loves that saber now he's never gonna let that go he's he looks quite proficient with it um well but i, I liked seeing that i thought that was a cool scene uh, leading up to the capture of Helge. Well, that kind of leads us to. Well, we get as well the the um, oh, what is it? The pre- Grogu gets knighted. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I I liked that, but yeah, the the Duchess Lizzo's yeah. character. She's just called a Duchess. She, she knight. I loved. I did like that. Duchess Lizzo knights Grogu. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> Come down to beginning now. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, yeah, why not? Why right. not? This episode is mental. Uh, Grogu, you're you- now a knight of the ancient order of independent regencies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Brilliant. Life, life achievement unlocked. <laughs> unlocked. But, but Bo and- looks so proud of him. Yeah. Everyone looks proud of him. And, and uh, you get a key. They got a key, key to the city, the key to Plasia, 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 Plasia 15, Plasia 15. Well, Mm. they get a key, mate, and it's like a Disney key, like key to the kingdom. Do you know what? I actually felt during this, and I mean this, that I'm glad you mentioned it because it's it's jogged my memory. I was watching this thinking, this, this, uh, this feels like a Disney episode, and I don't mean that like, you know, some people mean it like, oh, Disney's bad, but... Like the way that the way Lizzo and Jack Black were, I mean, they're two actors who have been in Disney productions before in kind of heightened roles. Like the way they were, the way they, the kind of costumes they wore, like this feels very Disney. The colors, like the, mm. the look of Plaza 15, it felt like a Disney um, channel production in terms of just like the look of it. I've seen films, like my daughter watches them, and I, I got vibes of that. Um, right. So you mentioning that, I was like, oh, that's funny that. And because, yeah, it's like a big old disney key mm-hmm. and they're playing this mm-hmm. kind of weird what was it quadro blast game before and Grogu's using the force to help her bless him yeah um, yeah and it, it just felt kind of i felt a bit alice in wonderlandy as well it was kind of really really odd the whole thing was but the at least they kind of odd 
they 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 started as they meant to go on, and they meant to, and they went on as they started. It's just crazy. And you've got Christopher Lloyd's like, oh, I, I one day to be granted forgiveness, and she's like, yeah, for now you're going to be exiled to the moon of Paraquats. And he's like, okay, fine. Just just, just walks off, and he <laughs> doesn't care for pleasantries. He's like, your honor, your highness, and just walks off. I love. It's just. There was one line from Jack Black which I did like, like the classic kind of Jack Black ism to his voice when when um Helgear says basically says, you know, this place is unrecognizable because of him, pointing at um the comet the uh Bombardier and he, he says, I knew you always hated me. But it's the way he mm. says it, I was like, that's classic Jack Black yeah. delivery. I, was like, I, I, yeah. I had a feeling you hated him. I was like, that's fun. So it, like, the, the further it went on, I kind of jived more with it in terms of some of the eccentricities but <laughs> it's weird man it was weird well we finally get to um the mandos that are like parked outside the city in the field in old gloucester gloucester park in That's basildon <laughs> basically <laughs> where it. matty boy and i used to scran some cheeky sausage rolls and, That's it, and have a coffee have a coffee. That was when we would go on lockdown walks. Do you remember that, mate? Where you could yes. do that. We were like, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, times. good times, mate. Good times. Well, good listen, times. Bo, Bo versus um, Axe, Woves, Axe, Axe, Woves. Axe, Woves. Oh, boy. Um, I actually quite enjoyed this. I, I really enjoyed the, the whole confrontation between the two. I thought at one point, Cosca Reeves, uh, Mercedes, um, full name. Bernardos. Yeah, uh, yeah, I is think it is. It? I'm going to Google like that, that as well. She's not Sasha yeah, Banks I'm... anymore. Huh? She's not Sasha oh, Banks anymore. She's given that. that... It's Venado for Mercedes Venado. Okay. Well, mm. I thought like Bo was going to get involved. You know, at one point, I thought I thought that Cosca Reeves was going to jump in to protect to protect Axwoves, and then. Din was going to jump in to defend Bo-Katan and there was going to be like some fun. cheeky two-on-two action. But no, it's just the one-on-one, just a one-on-one action. And I thought it was pretty dope. And we get the, you know, the Darksaber um, like revelation of, look, listen. And Bo's, uh, Din's not been that bothered about the Darksaber, is he? I know he uses it every now and then, but he's not been like, um, you know, cra- crazy about it. I don't think he cares about. He just doesn't care about the law that's attached or tradition. Because I mean, in mm. in Book of Boba Fett, when he when he fronts up to Paz Vizsla, Paz is like that dark saber was forged by my ancestors, and Din's like, and now it's mine. He's like, now it belongs yeah, to me. Yeah, true. So then he's kind of so there, but I think that's more just like macho posturing more than anything else. Um, yeah, I don't think he likes. I don't think I don't, he likes Paz. I don't does think he, he might. He likes no. Bo. Exactly, I think, and I think he likes the idea of having like an, a, the sword because he he uses it when he needs to. I just don't think he cares for the weight that's a, with literal weight and the actual like mm. traditional historical weight that's attached to it. Um, yeah, clearly not because he's been trying to give it to Bo since the dark saber since season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what true. What do you think then about that? Because I actually have seen online during the week like, people saying that well, the you know the Robo Droid from the Minds of Mandalore episode actually mm. did you know, knock it out of Din's hand and bested him in combat. And if, and then Bo beat him. So she should really be the ruler. And I kind of took it with a grain of salt. I thought, yeah, don't have it works like that. But the, the episode actually went that way and said, you know, I was, he says I was captured on Mandalore. Bo-Katan defeated he who bested me. Therefore, this belongs to her. What did you think about that? Kind of the way they kind of tied that up like that? I like that. Um, I like that they addressed it. 
and I, I like how it's unfolded. I, I, I'm, I'm here for it, mate. I'm here for it. And I feel like this is uh, one of the big benefits of this episode is that it is pushing the narrative in that way again, even though it is five, ten minutes at the end of the episode. Okay? Yeah, it's not ideal. I'm not a yeah. huge fan, but in, in, in that specific regard, uh, you know, that's the juice, isn't it? That's that's the tea. You're like, oh, right, okay, now she has the dark saber. Now what's going to unfold? Are they going to go like – because also those Mandos are now – they've got the, their allegiance back to Bo, right? Maybe. Um, I'd assume. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, because it looks quite fractured because when, when Bo does uh, beat Axe, she's battered him – even mm. then, he's like, well, he's like a child. He's like, well, you might have beaten me, but uh, that guy's a zealot. He's a zealot. He's got no man, no blood in him. He immediately turns on Din. And then mm. when she does get, when he begrudgingly accepts that, yes, by by right, by creed, the saber does actually belong to Bo, which means she has to rightful um, claim to be ruler. Even then, he's like, I guess. And it, there doesn't seem to be any kind of real unification there. Now, I didn't expect them to suddenly be like, oh, She's got the saber. Let's change our opinion on her. But mm. they, you know, they didn't look particularly hunky dory. Even even when she bested him in combat, even when she was uh, revealed to be the rightful uh, owner of the saber, even then, Axe is kind of like, I don't know, man. And you can't. Mm. I mean, he couldn't really see the other man. Those didn't really didn't say anything. And Koska Reeves again didn't really didn't say anything. So we can't really gauge what they thought. Other than you know, they they kind of right. stiffened up straight a bit. Was it because they were like? Wow, this is a moment. This is the ruler of Mandalore in front of us. Or are they almost, or are they bristling? Like, no, nah, we're still, we're still with Axe here. Didn't really quite understand the feeling there, um, despite getting that really cool end shot with Bo. I didn't quite understand where the allegiances lay, and maybe we weren't meant to yet. Do we get like where, where, where does it go? <laughs> where does it go from here? That, that, I've no Do idea. We- I, honestly, we got to see Gideon. We surely, or or, or a villain. A villain, mm. because we know that he was busted out by potentially by Mandos, because the Beskar alloy was on that in that ship. You know, was it Axe Woe's gang? Was it another gang? Um, I remember saying last week. I wonder if it was you know the Splinter Group led by Axe, and maybe they were the ones who got Gideon mm. out. Um, mm. I, I, I genuinely don't know, mate, because we, we've seen this boss fight, and apparently we're you know apparently Din and Bo are going to go at it with her in like this physical confrontation as well. That's possible. Potentially, look forward to. I, I don't know, mate. This fight was good, though. Just to your point, you know, seeing Bogotan just drop kicking, literally yeah. drop kicking Axe, yeah. and they are yeah. fighting. You know, he's. I've I've had my issues with some of the fights before, but you know, Axe Wove, you know, she gives Bogotan a few uppercuts. I was like, wow, they're really going for this. He's like really like, on punching him in the face. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they went, they went at it. They were a little brutal fight for a minute or so. I enjoyed that. And I like the last scene, mate, of, you know, Bo standing there and she ignites the saber. I was like, it looks, because we've seen her hold it before, I thought, it looks right in her hand. With few, few thoughts on that, but I don't know, to answer your question, mate, what, if that is, we've said it every episode, mate, the best part about this season, whatever people think about it is, we don't know what's coming next. So I can't confidently say we're definitely going to see Moff Gideon next. We're definitely going to find out more about what he's been up to or... Because I don't, I didn't think we'd get this episode next. So mm. I, don't, I mean, if I throw it to you, if I give, if I throw the uh, ball to you, uh, what what do you think is going to happen? Are we, are we? Do you think we're going to have like a not like a double fight finale, 
but do you think we're going to get two episodes which feel linked or we're going to get two ones that two that feel quite separate well we've we've got now like what you mentioned earlier we've we i think we've had all the footage yes trailers i think i think there might be a uh, shot of Mando's helmet, maybe, but other than that, we've seen all of the major ones. I now. mean, we've been getting that wrong, so <laughs> we're probably oh, actually, some, wrong. Somebody put it online this week, and there was four pitch, four images we hadn't seen: the droid bar, um, the mm. the ship coming towards Plaza Fifteen uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning, and mm-hmm. it was it was just literally two shots of, of Mando's helmet looking at something. That was that was it. Okay, I was meant to send okay. it to you the other day. I forgot. I I th- I, I think. I don't think it's going to be an Andor in 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 as much the Andor the last two episodes are like the finale part one and two aren't they really yes um, Mando works differently to that doesn't it really um, I think we are going to get some building up next week I wouldn't be surprised if they're preparing to go to Mandalore or if Ooh. they go to Mandalore and they find that there's some sort of imperial presence there. Um, but honestly, I'm not sure what I'm. I'm not sure what the end game here is. I'm not really sure. That intrigues me, um, and it leaves it wide open for theory, which is always very, very, very fun. Like after yeah. this, mate, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what people have got to say about this episode. I'm looking forward to seeing if I missed anything. Yeah. Maybe something just went right over my head. That happens every now and then. That's happened on our recaps for this You're season. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. That's really cool. Um, that, that's part of the fun, isn't it? And that's yes. part of the, you know, authenticity of our recap. It's an actual reaction, that, yeah. Yeah, it's our thing. And, yeah. you know, we're not going to get everything and that's fine. But um, I'm I'm not 100% sure. Not 100% sure, mate. But I am, I'm intrigued and I am excited. But this, I feel like after last week where we're like, ah, oh, it really felt like, ah, oh, we're getting somewhere now. Yeah, momentum. Yeah. And it was like, look, you you kind of excuse things, and and with with previous episodes, you kind of go, oh yeah, but that's because of this and this and this and this. Um, and I still stand by that. I think I, st- I still mm-hmm. stand by that. But with this episode, it feels a bit different. It feels like, hang on, you know, uh, this was a bit of a missed opportunity. Well, like, why didn't they just land there and go, you know? And, and this is for the writers, by the yeah. way. Yeah, you know, they could have just like landed with the mandos and done that from the start <laughs> you know so i mean they or, say that they they say well let's let's uh we better go on foot and then they get then, then the ship system gets well uh, uh remotely controlled doesn't it by who by the place but they have time before that to just park yep. up and do it so you know convenience is what it is but yeah, no, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. For, I ha- for me, mate. There's not many things I have to see. I don't like entitlement, but I have to see Gideon or something, mate. Has this upped your excitement or lowered your excitement? It hasn't. I don't think it's changed it. I okay. don't think it's changed it because I. I, I, I mean, Gene Carlo Esposito beforehand was like, "Yeah, you, you guys, I, you can't. I cannot wait for you to see what my man Gideon is going to do this epi- this season." And maybe he is going to have a big part to play, but they are really making us wait to see. And mm. you know, and I've enjoyed the story we've got so far, but I, I, I need for me, I almost feel like after this episode, I, I need more now. I need to know what we're doing. I hate that phrase. I need to know. But are we? You know, the proof will be in the pudding. If these last two episodes land, then wicked. You know, we we did it. If they yeah. don't, then I think there's been a problem with the writing of this season. 
because it has yeah. been a little bit all over the place and has felt a little bit muddled despite there being a clear kind of path of that of reuniting Mandalore they've just gone a funny way about doing it mm. uh, I, I think like I said this episode it, it, whilst it was fine I do think it was a bit of a missed opportunity to really continue on last week's momentum push that story forward but you know i trust in i trust in the process i trust in john dave noah clora and the gang to have written some great final episodes which tie everything together we know we're getting a season four we know that so there's also that i mentioned where's mythosaur mm. ig and gideon well we know we're getting another season so they can easily push that to next season we know we're getting a soaker and skeleton crew which will tie in in some way shape or form to this you know, mm-hmm. maybe things will be addressed there. We have to uh, kind of expect that almost now. So I'm kind of learning to live with that. But that being said, I've no idea where we're going next, mate. I don't even want to predict because I don't know. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to, I think, <laughs> I think we might be going to find Boba Fett or something like that. I think they might be going to try and unite Mandos, and I think Boba Fett is like the most obvious one to go and get. Of like, course, that's the only thing I can think of, and that's again, there's no and inside Boba's knowledge. Boba's got here. his little army, which I've always mentioned, and I've always mentioned Boba's yeah. got his 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 troops. In what effect, a payoff that would of be them. as well. There's not many. I no, mean, that but, would that would help legitimize the book of Boba Fett, wouldn't it? Hundred percent. So that's the only further. thing I can think of, mate. Is yeah, they go back to Tatooine or wherever Boba is now. But and he got Cobb Vanth as well. Is Cobb Vanth going to show up? No one said mm. he is but is he so maybe that's what they're doing maybe they're corralling troops to you know go back to mandalore but then again if 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 they were trying to retake mandalore they don't really need cob fant he's not a mandalorian but that's it i don't know in my head I, in my head it just seems like they're trying to get everything well, squeeze everyone boba's, together but i don't know he's part of like boba's battalion of soldiers i guess know, so maybe yeah, so. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Tim back, Tim Ware and Boba. I'd like to see it if it if it mm. works. I don't. I don't mm. want it to just be like we need to get Boba. Why? Because I need to pay a visit to an old friend. No, you got got yeah. reasons. You know, <laughs> just don't just do it for a laugh. So I, I think I, I don't know, mate. They're going to get Boba. That's what I reckon. I as much as there's a lot to love with this episode, and there's a lot of silly stuff that maybe I wish they <laughs> took the silly stuff and sprinkled it, you know, throughout. A bit more liberal, yeah. I Less feel liberal, like yeah. this more the storytelling of this episode has accentuated the problems that maybe me personally, you go, do you know, you know what? Um, That doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm here for the ride. I'm enjoying the ride of this season so far, but with this episode, it's like, hang on. Yeah. So that's where I am with this. I think, I think that is, I think I'm a bit, um, napathed out. And I think we're we're at the end. I think we're at the um, end, right? Any other yeah, points that we missed? Or? There's nothing on there. Uh, Jack Black at one point reiterates that the Mando weapons are key to their culture. Oh, I love like that. that. And love that. at one point, Grogu's being stroked, stroked like a cat by Lizzo, which is just bonkers. Um, yeah, no, other than that, I don't think there's anything else other than, yeah, just to reiterate, I thought the v- final battle between Bo and Axe was very cool. I enjoyed the how brutal it felt. But um, yep. yeah, no, no more from me on my notes. Have you got any more important notes you want to share? No, all did. No. Then, I, all said, did. I said I haven't, mate. Come on, listen Come up, on, son. This episode has fried my brain, mate. I know. Me too. I'm. I'm still. I'm still. Th- I still think you're winding me up. I'm still like Matty boys hacked my Disney, <laughs> paid someone to do this episode, and as yeah. like, is, is this is just a massive wind up? All the characters are played by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should have been. We should have been the uh, the 
the the Duke and Duchess of that planet, that 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 planet, mate. We could have bought that, crushed off. it. Yeah, we would have crushed Imagine it. Imagine that would be signing at Comic Cons for the rest of our life. We mate. would be minted. Listen, it's not the be all and end all. You're not going to love every episode of Star Wars. You're not going to love every new thing of Star Wars. It's bound to happen. And I'm not saying I don't love this. There's a lot of it that I really, really, really loved and enjoyed. Um, just overall. Overall, I feel like this this could have and maybe should have been a little bit better, even when it just comes down to how it's presented, how it's done. That's that's my two pennies worth. Okay, mate. Well, it's time then for the Star Wars Sessions rankings. Luke, he uh, oh. rates things out of Ponder Babbers. We, we do it I out do. of 10. So 10 Ponder Babbers. I rate mine out of High Magistrate Grief Cargos on this recap. So, Lukey boy, for an episode which, let's be honest, look, we've been real, we've kept it real, we've been honest with our positive, with our praise and criticisms on this, and which is what we always strive to do. We've said many times, if we don't, if we don't drive with something, we'll say it. We're not just going to pretend, you know. And I think we've been fairly fair. I think in this episode. Yeah. So, out of Ponder Babazen, where does uh, Guns for Hire rate? Um. I've been thinking about this like the last 10 minutes and this might come across as a bit harsh. Like I said, there there are moments in this that were pure magic, the the Ugnaught thing, this is the way. But there's some bits that for me right now I might think differently in a week. It 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 does it it kind of just about balances out the weirdness. I'm giving it a five out of ten, Matty boy. Five ponder babbers out of ten ponder babbers, and that's middle of the road. That is just like bang in between. Let's not fall into how internet's like, oh, that's horrible. Blah, blah, blah. No, mm. horrible is like a two or a one out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, that's. This is middle bad. of the road. Five out of 10. So bang in the middle. Five Ponder Babbers, are you? What we'll does yeah. Ponder think about that? Um, he's happy, mate. He's not getting cut in half or in like thirds, whatever we've been doing the last few <laughs> weeks. What are you Listen doing, mate? What, what are you giving it out of um, uh, grief? Gr- High grief magistrates, cargos, grief right? cargos, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, we've kept it real with this episode. I didn't dislike it. I am pretty much going to echo everything you've said there. Didn't dislike it. Didn't love it. I think it's the weakest episode I've seen. Probably, probably, probably if not the weakest, it's one of them. Certainly of the season. There were things to enjoy, but mm. I, I, I found myself a lot kind of not really enjoying an awful lot of it i was just kind of like you said just going along with it because i know mm. we've got two more episodes mm-hmm. um annoyingly though mate annoyingly i yeah. was also going to give this five high magistrate cargo out of 10 so you've beaten me to it but at least we're nothing if not consistent because uh, i thought anything below that is is, is i don't say harsh because it's just my opinion but it's just my opinion man but i think anything below that is then falling below average i don't think this is a below average episode there's enough here to sustain it and keep it afloat Lots but there is more here that i've noticed which kind of grind my gears a little bit i just hope the next two push on a bit mate yeah there is a lot to love in this um what, what's it come down to matty boy Come on. What's it come down it to? It comes down to the delicious, the beautiful, the one and only execution. Yeah, it does. Come on, let's have a drink. Mm, I'll, I'll have a drink, mate. finished now, anyway. Mm. Mm. Mate, boy, <laughs> sipping from his R2 mug. That's it, Classic. mate. Star celebration. It's time, mate. It is time. And this mug was from the 2016 celebration. So I've still got it going strong seven Ooh. years later. But yeah, Ooh. we're going to be at celebration. If you guys are listening to this beforehand, Hit us up, find, go look at our socials to find where to find us at Celebration. 
this is our last episode before celebration we are going to be back again next week with another mandalorian recap though so don't worry about that but in the meantime lukey boy where can the world find us online well they can not just online they can find us at star wars celebration right throughout the weekend if you're there tomorrow thursday the 6th of april if you're in london mm. come to seven dolls market for some eat and drinks you know um, 6 p.m seven dolls market it's in between covent garden and tottenham court road in central london we're going to be there with a load of the sick edge just hanging out you know getting hyped for celebration um and don't forget oh on on instagram we've said like a where we'll be so obviously Friday yes. night, we're at the Fox Pub, Saturday Bibs Bash, we're at Cantina 2 on Sunday. But m- most importantly, we have a panel at Star Wars <sighs> Celebration on the Sunday. We're on the Holonet News Stage in Room 17 from 5pm till 6pm come and see us uh we're going to be reacting to all the news yeah, it's going to be fantastic can't wait come see us five till six p.m sunday Holonet news stage room 17 cannot wait cannot wait cannot wait maybe we'll talk about this episode more though i doubt no. it but we do want to hear what you guys thought about the episode so let us know you know, were we too harsh? Were we not harsh enough? Did we not praise it enough? Did, was this your favourite one? Whatever the score, you know, respectfully, do let us know what you thought. Luke Boy, where can the world find us online? Right, okay, now it's online. StarWarsSessions.co.uk is our website. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Uh, send us an email to hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk and don't forget about our patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions at two dollars mate gets you in the sick heads and it's great you get loads of content every single month uh please consider doing it if you can afford to yes mate but if you want to continue supporting the show for free just keep doing what you're doing and listening but please also consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice like if you're on Spotify, just, just scroll up and do it. It's easy. Uh, five yeah. stars, they help the show grow, introduces new listeners. It gets us up the algorithm. And it's another way to hear from all of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about Ooh. us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your auntie. Tell your nearest separatist sympathiser. Tell your cousin the more the merrier the Kessel Spice. Yes, tell your nearest Techno Union fanatic that this is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, from me, this is the way. And from Luke, this is the way. (laughs) 